Hello everybody and welcome to Quinton Quarantini, our mini-sode series that bridges the gap between main episodes. And this time we've got a brand new format. It's the excellent quiz show, Fake From Film. Even famous actors do some weird stuff. Today, I'll be running you through some of the strangest things from an actor's filmography, but there's a sneaky fake movie hiding in the ranks, and it's my co-host's job to guess which. And it's harder, because I don't know who the actor is yet. Today, we've got Finn. Hello. And Fraser. Hi, I'm definitely not eating food right now. No, he's, he's being a good boy and not consuming the flesh of vegetables while we talk. <laughs> while recording. While recording. And Jack may well join us later. So, I'm going to give a little intro now, and you guys will be told who the actor we're dealing with is. This pilot episode was initially going to be about a different actor, but on Saturday the 31st, Halloween itself, we actually had the sad death of Sir Sean Connery. Perhaps he was a somewhat polarising figure, I think that's fair to say, but he was certainly a cultural icon. Arguably the most, well, the most recognisable and iconic James Bond, certainly. And yeah, indeed, People Magazine's Sexiest Man of the Century, uh, the 20th century. I think Abraham Lincoln won the 19th century one because he was packing under that hat. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, not Sean Connery. Anyway, in his role as James Bond, Sean Connery, not Abraham Lincoln, he starred in seven James Bond movies, including Doctor No from Russia with Love and Goldfinger, as well as one pretty okay GameCube game from Russia with Love. Um, but we're not talking about those today. No, he also did some weird movies, and we're talking about them. He also did Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. That is not on the list. That's not that's a, weird a good one. movie. That's and a good not, film. And I've, and I've I know it's not a weird one, but, but people seem to forget it, so I yeah. always want to make sure they don't forget it. I should be fair, when I was reading his filmography for this, I didn't realise he'd been in that. Um, I haven't seen them. They are obviously a uh, you know, future one we'll have to cover. The rules for this are quite simple. I'm going to present four synopses for movies by this famous actor, in this case Sean Connery. Three are real. One is false. I made it up. They have to guess which. They can jump in with questions, but I, as the quiz master, am at liberty to not answer. And they can't look up anything. Well, this will be interesting. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited okay. for these films. I think okay. The Rock will show up, but that's my only the guess. Rock, I, I wish The Rock would show up, but I'm afraid to say, I'm just going to spoil it, The Rock isn't in any of these movies. No, I mean the film The Rock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's one of the films I chose, but it could be. I don't know. Da, 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 just plagiarized Masterminds theme. So, are you ready for the first one? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Right. This film stars Christopher Lambert as McLeod, Sean Connery as Ramirez, and Michael Ironside as General Katana. On the planet General. Zeiss... I know, right? I'm, I'm in. Oh, you're in. Okay. Real. Done. Game up. No. <laughs> On the planet Zeiss, there's a rebellion brewing against the evil General Katana. Not so cool now, is he? A science wizard called Ramirez magically links himself to a fellow rebel called McLeod before they're captured. Oh, also remember, I've not seen any of these movies, by the way, so this is my own summary from what I could work out. The rebels are then exiled to Earth and have to live forever, killing each other until there's only one left who then gets pardoned. This is then skipped incredibly quickly until it gets to the year 1985, and there's only one immortal left. You might not. And he's now mortal, and that's McLeod. Um... In 1990, that skips to 1994, and the ozone layer is gone, and that kills McLeod's wife through solar radiation. He vows to fix the ozone layer. Then it skips to 1999, and he's fixed. He's sealed the Earth in a protective bubble, and there's no more skies to pretend against the ozone layer to defend against the loss of it. And then it skips again to 2024, and now the shield is controlled by 
evil corporation appropriately called the Shield Corporation. Um, and they, they exploit countries um, to maintain the shield, despite activists believing that the ozone layer is healed. Anyway, General Katana sends henchmen to Earth to kill McLeod. I know, scary. How but old is General he, Katana in this? I have absolutely no idea. I think he surely he would have gone up in rank since then. <laughs> no, I think he's the leader. I think he's leader General Katana. King Katana. Is that what you okay. want? <laughs> well, I just, you know, I just figured there'd be a, a level I, above general. You'd get promoted. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like he's doing a good job. Aw, maybe. Maybe he just decided General was the top tier. I haven't seen the movie, so maybe they go into like the Gaddafi. hierarchy. Like Gaddafi. General Katana is the Gaddafi of Sean Connery movies. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that's alarming. <laughs> um, anyway, so he sends... It's a weird his... picture, too. <laughs> Katana sends henchmen to Earth to kill McLeod, but then being there makes him immortal again. Then Ramirez, slash, which is Sean Connery, magically appears in Scotland, which I do imagine is what's going to happen in the oh next few God. days, by the way, um, even though he's died. Um, then Katana shows up, he crashes a subway car, and then he doesn't fight McLeod in a church. Specifically, he doesn't fight McLeod in a church. Chooses not to. No. Could do. Too easy. Could do. Yeah, no. Too easy ground. The holy water makes, makes McLeod explode. It's too simple. Too too, too Too simple for plot. Um, It's Christian propaganda. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) Um, Katana allies with the S.H.I.E.L.D. company, and then the others try to blow up the S.H.I.E.L.D. Ramirez dies again, saving McLeod, and then they kill Katana and blow up the S.H.I.E.L.D. Everyone sees the stars again, and it ends. Yay! That's That's the end of the first one. That sounds powerful. Do you think... So, Finn, you indicated... Maybe don't say the title if you think you have a title, but you think you know what this is. I thought I had it. And then I think I lost it again. Oh, uh, really? I think I think oh. I know what it is, but do you think this is a, a thing I made up? I made up, or do you think this is real? I, I you so know this what, could be, David? It sounds so insane that it could be a, a movie that actually has been. Yeah, made. I think David. I think if you made this up, then you should definitely Will be writing Oscar. movies. Start a cult. Yeah, start a cult <laughs> and write movies about. Is that not cult. what this podcast is? I mean, I guess every cult's got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah, we're starting small, but by the end I'll be the Manson family, and you'll people be people are just women. like decoding all of, like all, all of our audio to see if there's any secret messages played backwards <laughs> that are like hymns to our cult or some shit. Oh my god, you play back uh, Quarantino, <laughs> it says worship the devil, worship yeah. the devil, worship him, worship him. <laughs> right. Jack's currently not here because he's in he's in a, a reprogramming facility. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's in the in the scene from the Clockwork Orange. <laughs> right, Jack okay, so is let's go our elder the, god. <laughs> let's go into... We have to summon him, invoke his name. Um, <laughs> right, okay, we're going to go on to the second film now, because we want to keep a pace. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this stars Sean Connery as a character called Zed, uh, Charlotte Rampling as Consuela, and Sarah Kesselman as May. The plot, Earth, the year 2293. Of in course. a post-apocalyptic, well, the only year we could choose. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland, the Brutals harvest food for the immortal Eternals, who live in a separate utopia that happens to look like a big country estate. There's a big flying stone head that orders some Brutals, known as Brutal Exterminators, to kill other Brutals. And Sean Connery plays one of these Brutal Exterminators. I said Brutal a lot of times in that sentence. He stows away in the big flying stone head and enters the utopia, where he's forced into menial labour. He then finds that the Eternals are kept alive by an AI and that they no longer reproduce or sleep naturally. However, one thing they do do is bake bread. The film demonstrates this empirically. Then it turns out that Zed is the end result of a eugenics experiment. 
In the end, Zed absorbs all of mankind's knowledge and impregnates lots of women. What then the most f- of the Eternals the die, and that's, the manor house explodes. That sounds like a, a solid ending. I kind of well, want to watch this, but like, whilst tripping on well, acid. Well, you might not be able to, Phaser. Oh, damn. It might be, it might be real. Um, the oh, movie then ends. We'll make it. <laughs> yes. I'll make it real. <laughs> oh my god, please. I'll the do movie... all the drugs and make it so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's real, but only because Fraser's seen it during an acid I have, trip. I have <laughs> willed it into existence. <laughs> <laughs> Winner of the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah, that's, that's a good point is, what do you qualify as real here? Because I feel like, oh, you know, everything's if real if you think about it hard up. enough. Thank then. you. Yeah, well, I've got the whole 80-page proof, actually. Yeah, uh, you wrote up right a full here. script. You went through, you know, all the different agencies. I've even cast them. To it. Then you shortened it down for this. Yeah, I, ca- I actually had to cast actors. That was hard mm. um, for this. And they agreed, though, which is really exciting. Even Sean Connery. Even it's difficult doing it over Zoom, but, it is. you know. But it works. Uh, it anyway, work the out. movie... Fight, there's actually it's not quite over yet because the movie actually ends with a sad montage of Zed's son aging as his parents grow ancient and begin decomposing to skeletons. That's dark. And that's Jesus. the end of the movie. That's, Jesus. Uh, that's dark. Sounds very I, real, doesn't I, it? I feel like there's a lot of symbolism in this that we're not yeah, understanding. Yeah, this one seems. I feel like this one must be real. Um, so, if I am to, and this, I, this could be me bullshitting, of course, but according to reviews at the time, it like was going for a lot of symbolism but was right. actually just a bit shit. Okay, number three. Uh, this one stars Sean Connery, as this is a big name, Lord Sean Prime Connery. Minister Harry Sutcliffe, Dolph Lundgren Suck. as Vladimir Yadlotti, Demi Moore as Princess Octagona, Ooh, and also James Judy Je- the Jame- Dame, Dame Judy Dench. Dench, who probably wasn't a dame <laughs> at this point, actually has a cameo as Queen, as Queen, Queen? As Queen Aladima. Um, okay, so this... the. Wikipedia page of this film mostly focuses on the introduction. So the introduction is a lot of this. Okay. So opened in space above the Earth, and the title card reads Earth, 1993, but not as we know it. Oh, God. Um, 1993 was the year the film came out, coincidentally. Um, Anyway, so it zooms towards the USA and into where Washington, D.C. should be, so Maryland. But as we approach, you see that the city like looks different. It's actually got like, so I've been to Washington, big, massive, wide open streets and stuff. It's actually smaller, more cobbled streets, limestone buildings. And there's like red telephone boxes and pillar boxes. And it zooms past a sign that reads 1600 London Avenue. Oh my uh, God. Is this camera... where the, the independence didn't go right? <laughs> well, let me, oh, Finn, you're skipping ahead by a couple of lines. <laughs> The camera pans back to reveal the White House. This is so dumb. It's made of brown stone. It's got Big Ben sticking out the top. It bongs. Just to interject here for a few minutes, the White House actually was traditionally brown, but it got burnt down so many times, especially during like the early years, that eventually when when they rebuilt it, uh, and and as it it started to look like just every other house on the block, they're like, well, we got to paint it to make it look different. Yeah, it's made of, well, it's made of the same stuff that Downing Street's made of, it's sandstone, I think, but it is painted white, yeah. Um, I mean, let's see if it gets burnt down. it was brown during the early years, so. (laughs) Trump may well burn it down on the way out. Let's be probably, honest. Probably, probably. Um, but yeah, so the Big Ben bongs as it takes us into the, into the off, into the. Well, I'm going to tell you it's the octagonal Bong. office, hence Princess <laughs> Octagona. Um, welcome to a world where England won the Revolutionary War. You're right, Finn. The British Empire still exists and is ruled from the Americas by a Lord Prime Minister. Uh, we are introduced this concept in the octagonal office as Sean Connery discusses business with a Chinese trade envoy, like a kind of less racist version of the start of The Phantom Menace. Everything's 
a little Victorian-y. So there are basic mobile phones computers, but like the kind of transport and aesthetics, so like horses and carts oh. and the buildings are a little bit Are all wonky teeth and wonky oh, pavements. Absolutely. Although Sean Connery does speak um, in like his, looks like Sean Connery and speaks with a Scottish accent. So yeah. who knows. They but, actually yeah. moved Scotland to Canada. Oh, I do you know what it doesn't. The world isn't really fleshed out much beyond what I'm about to say, but I can only dream that that is the case. Um, the Empire's primary income is a drug called poppy, which is super opium. Also, cocaine is considered a delicacy, which the film goes to great lengths to show. He has like a little tray of cocaine on his desk like, for the up. Chinese for the Chinese delegates to enjoy. <laughs> um, the other key superpower is a Tsarist Russia, which controls, like, most of Europe. And it's, and it's yeah. actually a big kind of alternate Cold War situation, but it's not nukes. Get ready for this. It's earthquake machines. Oh, oh dear my God. God. Is this not the greatest movie you've never seen? <laughs> um, the other thing about this that starts the movie is the fact that Lord Prime Ministers have to marry a descendant of the royal family so that the first family, so to speak, is both royal and democratically elected. Uh, And so he's married to this Princess Octagona, who's played by uh, Demi Moore. Appropriately, she's many, many years younger than him, as Hollywood does. This seems like so much like something that could possibly happen centuries down the road. That's the point of the... I guess that's the point of science fiction. Yeah. This film sounds like it could have been made. I was going, that's the point of the podcast. But Faze went full. No, no, this sounds like it could be real. (laughs) you said centuries down the road as if it may be you know Janu- by january um <laughs> uh so anyway she is um, De- um princess octagona demi moore is kidnapped by russian agents who are led by uh, dolph lundgren's character uh capitalized on his success as ivan drago uh was it ivan yes. drago in rocky um that's why he's been cast as a big russian man and they need okay so okay he was also a big russian man in arrow as well is, oh yeah, he plays Konstantin yeah. Kovar in Russia. He's good in that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. he's, he's, he's awesome so in that was... one. Actually, I really liked him. But no, yeah. So okay, this is incredible. They need they kidnap her because they need the Kohenor diamond to activate the Russian earthquake machine. I see. I don't know why. Why would you construct an earthquake machine out know. of components you don't have? Don't <laughs> anyway, Connery gives chase. But rather than having like a bond, like a woman as his like person he's going with, because that'd be yeah. too similar to James Bond, he has the best character in any movie, a big collie dog called Bunsen. Um, oh my god! So the anyway, he, despite trying to distance themselves from James Bond, it's immediately a shit James Bond. There's lots of location hopping. Most of it looks like a desert because it was mostly filmed in the Hollywood desert. Um, but they go to a massive multi-state sized tea plantation. Then they go to England and then end up in Moscow. And I quote, they have a big final fight in front of St. Basil's Cathedral and the dog pushes Dolph down a hole and it's the end of the movie. Right. So there you go. <laughs> this is incredible. Isn't it good? Oh, I want to watch this, but it could be fake. Same. Yeah. If, if, if this is not real, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah. Okay, right. This one stars Sean Connery as Sir Billy, Alan okay. Cumming as Gordon the Goat, um, right. and it was made by a company called Billy Productions Limited. I'll give you a quick summary because there isn't much on the internet about this, and fuck me, I wasn't going to watch this on YouTube. <laughs> when tragedy strikes in the Highlands, there can only be one Scotsman for the job. Sir William Sedgwick, a.k.a. Sir Billy. <laughs> This is an adventure story about the power of a remote Scottish, but yet international, community held together mm. by the eccentric, skateboarding, phrase you like that, veterinarian, and their race to save an illegal fugitive, Bessie Boo the Beaver. 
Sir are Billy. These, okay, are these actual animals? Are they, when you say well, yes. these nicknames. <laughs> yes. So no, no, no. no that's talking, a goat. Yes. Yeah, they're talking anthropomorphic animals that wear clothes. Um, Alan Cumming is in this movie playing a goat, right? And that's great. Um, I love Alan he Cumming. Can play, he, he can play anything, to be honest. He's very funny. Um, Sir Billy and the village clash with the law in their fight to rescue Bessie as they brave treacherous ravines and hazardous waters in the battle to save the illegal beaver. Um, the question remains, who will get to her first? Yeah. So that's the summary. The plot vaguely follows Billy protecting a beaver who had escaped from a van that the police were loading up with beavers um, from being arrested by the local police and the beaver escapes and is raised by a rabbit. Also, the goat wears a tracksuit like Bruce Lee's one, uh, yellow and black, and at one point he either falls out of a helicopter onto a trampoline or dies or something. I can't remember. It's been years since I listened to a podcast about this. Um, and that's all I've got. Can I ask you a question about this an- anthropomorphic animal world? Please do. Um, are are the animals of different species, can they crossbreed? I don't like, Are they all humans? Um, and also, are there they're like, all, they're all are there like inferior groups that are like victimised? Because they're beavers or because they're goats as opposed they're to being victimized. dogs or, I don't, I don't know, think rabbits. Beavers know that. a thing or two about being victimised, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they in Scotland, they got what? They, I mean, they, they, I mean they, they used to be beavers in the UK and they yeah, were and they wiped, wiped out, out, but now they're being reintroduced I mean, in places. A while back, I'd, I'd, I'd say even to this day, beavers are still kind of like a public enemy like probably in the, like the top five public in Canada. For Canada, yeah, yeah, they are amazing things. They really are important for ecosystems. Oh, oh yeah, they no, change no, they, things up. They but are they are amazing creatures. But a load they are of them. They're going to be a they're going to be a nuisance as well. Yeah, well, they, oh, no, they 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 already are. Well, they damn rivers, don't they? Yeah. So it messes up water flows. Um, what? I don't know. Finn basically is the answer. Um, I don't know about crossbreeding. I think it's more that the humans treat some of the animals as inferior. Okay, but so I there think are the human animals... humans. Oh yeah, yeah. So so Sir Billy is is. Is a, a human, human human is a human. Although by the animation style, you you would wonder, but no, it's the police human policeman uh, Bobby's wearing the typical like old school Bobby uniform, yeah. the British Bobby uniform. Are the are the bad guys in this movie? I don't have anything more for you on this movie. That was number four. So, do you guys want to hazard a guess at which was real and which was false? We've got. I'll just recap. We've got. Um, the immortal guys um, and the evil Shield Corporation and General Katana. We've got flying stone head, eugenics experiment, and impregnation. We've got the alternate America, uh, where England won the Revolutionary War and Sean Connery has a dog companion. And we have the one where Billy, the skateboarding vet, um, helps save animals that are being captured by the police so what do you think is fake out of those i'll go first i think it's the third one that is the fake one i think it's the third one i think i'm probably gonna fall on my sword on that one so i i think that the i i'm gonna assume the second one is absolutely real because i feel like there's a parody in rick and morty with the giant float, floating (laughs) heads um made of stone oh yeah 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 and so I think that's Ongazorpazorp. Um but I think that's oh, real. Maybe actually. Or maybe you took it from there. I could have taken it from there as But well. I think it's so specific in Rick and Morty that it's gotta be a reference. Right. Okay, yeah. so that's um, one. So you think so that's real? I think what that's real. Think I thought the first one might be Highlander, but I can't be sure. Right. Um, because it got weird with the whole evil corporation thing. And I wasn't aware I don't remember that from what I remember of Highlander. 
of watching the second half of the film really late at night once. Okay. Um, and I think I think I'm with Fraser that the third one it's either the third or fourth one. You have to give a guess. Third or fourth. I think, do you want to go with Fraser or against Fraser? Do you want to mix it up or do you want I'm to gonna, go? I'm going to mix it up for the sake of mixing it up. Go for fourth. number four. That's fake. I'm, I'm probably yeah. going to be wrong, so... <laughs> okay, I can reveal number one was Highlander 2, The Quickening from 1991. Wait, there's a second Highlander film. I didn't oh, know. Oh, there is a second Highlander film. We'll talk about this in a moment. Oh because it is oh, one of shit. the worst rated films of all time. I need to um, see it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, number two is Zardoz from 1974. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. real. Uh, Finn was correct. And it may well be, I'd forgotten about those Stoneheads, but you might be right. Which means so uh, far, me and Finn are both correct, so. Yep. Number three. Oh, shit. It's a movie I made up called 1600 London yes! Avenue. Fraser yes! gets it. Um, which renders the fourth one, Sir Billy, or Guardian of the Highlands, which came out in 2012 and was Sean Connery's final ever acting appearance. Right, so we're going to have to go foodies. Let's start with Highlander, one, Highlander 2 to quicken it because Finn's okay, excited. So I'm okay, very so Finn, you know where this. I said I described that thing and you thought, I think I know what this is. And then I said, oh, and then it skips a load of stuff. Yeah. All that stuff it skips is the first movie. So it starts yeah. before and then it skips the entirety of the first movie and goes to 1994 where McLeod's wife is killed by the degradation of the ozone layer. Um, that's that's pretty whack. It is. That's, uh... It has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, which means oh that no one has ever oh given Lord. it a favourable <laughs> review. Its actual average score on Rotten Tomatoes is 2.7 out of 10, so 27%. Um, but no one's ever given it a like high review above 7 ever. Um, Roger Ebert, who's the, one of the most famous film critics ever, gave it 0.5 stars out of four. Um, <laughs> it's really uh, bad. It has got it's got um, uh, Virginia Madsen in it as a character called Louise, who is Michael Madsen's sister, Mister Blonde from Reservoir Dogs. Oh wow! Um, okay. And there's at least one alternative ending and an entire recut of the film, which totally changes the entire backstory I described before the first film. And I refuse to read the second summary because I couldn't be bothered. Uh, and please don't make me do any more research wait, on so Highlander there, 2, Finn. Do, do both exist as both films exist. products? Yes. So I, I, you could, there's an alternative cut called like the regeneration cut or something. And then there's also an alternative ending to the first one where they both go back to hip, uh, where... I think Highlander and his like love interest go back to Zeist and it's in ruins and they go yeah. together. But that's not in the original version of the movie. Either way, it was like a total mess. I mean, you can tell it's a total mess, especially yeah, the first Highlander's got a bit of a cult following, but this does, one... Yeah. It's, I, I think, because as I understood it, at least, like the sort of themes of reincarnation and stuff like that just get mm. completely thrown out the window <laughs> in this this sequel. And I feel like it lacks any of the material from the original. I would say that my my description of it isn't going to do it justice, except for the fact that, as I said, it's one of the worst films of all time. So zero percent Rotten Tomatoes, duh. Justice, <laughs> um, justice doesn't do it credit. So I think it probably is as bad as it sounds. And yeah, uh, should we move on to Zardoz, uh, which is yes. one I'm going to post a picture yeah, move on, in yeah. the Discord chat, guys. Um, this is what Sean Connery wore during the movie it's in general that's night that's okay. a picture of a recording studio uh this is what he wore in the movie uh behold um oh yeah uh, oh my lord channel 4 described it as a red nappy just a description he is naked save for a red nappy held up by suspenders that crosses yeah, chest it's all a red bandolier uh, is, yeah is there, he, it's his held chest up by is bare and hairy 
Um, he's wearing like thigh high black boots and holding a revolver. His hair is a ponytail that goes over his shoulder, and he has the most incredible Burt Reynolds mustache. Yeah, his, his um, hairline is, is receding fast. <laughs> it's very like a glacier that yeah. like, goes a meter a year. Please do look this up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the head and the film are both called Zardoz. Uh, and the head is actually piloted by the Eternal, who did all the eugenic experiments. I missed that out because it doesn't seem important, but I thought I'd say it. <laughs> Zardoz. Well, Zardoz is relevant because he taught Zed to read, and Zardoz is Wizard of Oz. It's the Zard and the Oz bit of Wizard of Oz, and it's the first uh, book Zed ever read because he was the like brutal that was bred yeah. to be more intelligent or whatever. I don't know why he, he does. I don't know. It doesn't even really describe. Explain. You know, I said he impregnates people. It doesn't really explain how. I kind of implied it to be like some sort of AI, through the AI rather than he actually has sex with all these different eternal women. But who knows? Also, it costs. It made only about three hundred thousand dollars, and it has really bad reviews at the time. I think it's got a bit of a cult status now because it was trying to have interesting themes. But I think you're right uh, when you said it before, which is that it doesn't really. It's confused and muddled. It doesn't really capitalize on them properly. Yeah, it um, seems like there's some symbolism and things in it that maybe might work better in a book. I don't know. Uh, it might be based on a book, I can't remember, to be yeah. honest. Um, but that outfit is just beautiful, and that's why it made it onto this list. Um, I don't have anything really to say about the movie I made up, except that I have a couple of Easter eggs. Um, Yadlotti, so Dolph Lundgren was called Vladimir Yadlotti. Yad is poison, and Lotti is lots, according to Google Translate. <laughs> so okay. Poison Lots is his name. And Aladima, Al- which is Judy Dench's cameo as Queen Aladima, is Amadala backwards. <laughs> Nice. Um, it's not real. What did you think of my deception? Fraser obviously got it. Finn almost got it. What did you think of my world that I painted at I, about 2 I, I, I loved it because you nearly got me. Because So this whole entire premise we're doing is very similar to something that I would hear from an NPR program that my parents like to play. And so, so I kind of, I can kind of, I can kind of give a sense on what stuff might be real, and what stuff might not be. But you nearly got me. You nearly got me because it sounded stupid enough <laughs> that it must have been a thing. Back at like back in the day, it sounded stupid enough. <laughs> I knew I was on something when I wrote the line. It's a big old Cold War situation, except instead of nukes, it's earthquake machines. I was like, I have to. This I is it. To. This I just it's have symbolism. To. Uh-huh. Oh, I just oh, man. I was. I think I should have really noticed the fact that it was seemingly an American-made film that didn't yep, completely yep. shit on the idea of. <laughs> the British winning the Revolutionary Ooh, I never War. I never even considered that. Because um, surely well, that be would fair, be the the sentiment would be that the English would be the the bad guys in it. I think what I could have done to make that, if I'd thought of that, would be to have the Earth get destroyed at the end. So it's like, oh, it all goes badly. It, it, like, if, it like almost um, sounds like as, as if it was just a bad lampoon of of uh, of, of other things, really. <laughs> and, well, it's not based on anything yeah, particularly. Well, yeah. Also, yeah. the fact that Dolph, Dolph Lundgren plays a Russian in Rocky as a writer. As the writer right. of it, can you make yes. it canon that the Scottish people got moved to Canada? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, yeah. Was born. Canada is. I was. Yeah, Canada is Scotland. Did you know what? Alaska's still Russian. So that Alaska is very Russian. It's more Russian. It's super Russian. It's actually more. There's like it's only Saint Basil's cathedrals. Everyone lives in small Saint Basil's cathedrals. <laughs> I also, just the image of a fight in front of Saint Basil's cathedrals, and there's a hole there for no apparent reason. The yeah. dog pushes. Well, it, it's it. the one that they 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 throw the dissidents down normally in ceremonial killings. Yeah. Oh yeah, well that's that's I mean that's that hole's there to this day, the dissident hole. Um, it, it's it's, 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 a, it's a lot shallower it's a, it's than a it used of... to be because they just they never move the bodies out. 
Yeah, it's Moscow's third largest tourist attraction. It's a big distant hole. <laughs> it's it's basically just a big human compost heap. Yes, we have a distant hole next to Polonium Factory. Big, two biggest tourist attractions in Moscow. Um, uh, Sir Billy is the final one. That was came out in 2012. It was the it's the, it's the first CGI movie to be made like entirely in Scotland. It's really bad. I I, I actually I haven't got any pictures, but guys, please Google. Guardian of the Highlands, Sean Connery, so you can see what the characters in this look like while I read you some reviews, because this one looks shit. It's the final acting role for Sean Connery ever. On IMDb, it has nine reviews. So one was titled, This Will Leave You Physically oh. Nauseated. Oh, Lord. Yeah. yeah. That okay, is, uh, so why don't you guys look at... Uh, oh, dear I God. Feel sick. Do you want to describe I, I what you're sudden... looking at? Okay, I'm going to describe it as... Um, it's like... It's like that... that that horrible meme with that low res CGI, I'm the flobbledy bubble, whatever the that it's very it's it's completely disturbing because everyone's faces are they look as if they've distorted. All, it's it, distorted, isn't it? It looks like they've had their skulls caved in, <laughs> <laughs> and um, everyone looks sad. It looks like. There are real human oh. eyes put into these. <laughs> these Have you seen these I'm forms? Gonna read, I'm going to read this review, this physically nauseated review of the to see if you agree with what he thinks the people look like. The men all have weird pear-shaped heads, while what goes for women look like chimpanzee-faced trolls with exaggerated <laughs> butts and boobs. And please do have a look, see if you can see pictures of the women in this. Oh film. yeah, there's it's. Uh, it's grotesque, this film. Um, and you don't want to see them do a sexy dance, yet that's what they do. That's what this review says. Oh, wow. Um, There's, it's, it's so... It's so incredibly... It's so terrible, isn't it? I, again, I feel physically sick. Yeah, it is, it is disgusting. I mean, one thing to say is that uh, one person, that's the thing this guy also points out, is if these animals that can talk with humans and wear clothes, is when the police are catching them, is that slavery and kidnapping? Yeah, or is it like, what happens when somebody <laughs> eats meat? Is it is it oh, like... Oh, God, I don't know. Is it, it's like the whole thing in Bojack Horseman where they have to, like, designate animals that are food animals and... <laughs> don't don't Friend talk about animals. Bojack Horseman in the context of this movie. I've not seen Bojack Horseman, but I know it's meant to be excellent, and I feel like it is very, the same it's very good. Things in the um, same sentence says in case Bojack Horseman is like annihilated, like matter and antimatter. Um, <laughs> I my favorite review, by the way, guys, was written on November the first this year, and says rip Sean Connery. Hopefully, this won't define your legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the fact that. Nobody's heard of this film. It's the last thing he ever did, though. That's not great. He did a documentary as well, but this is the last acting role he ever took. I, I think he was friends with all the producers or something. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, it was made by Billy Productions Limited, which definitely implies this company was formed to make this and presumably the hundreds of other yeah. spin-off movies that didn't happen because it's obviously terrible. I just, I'm, 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 my breath is taken away. Because surely at any point in the production of this, like, if you were an animator on this project, you would blind <laughs> yourself when you're trying to do the renders. 
They must have like, hated the like, You blind yourself really after you've completed it, Finn, so that you could, you're, and cut your hands off so that they could never do work again. <laughs> That's like what they did at the building of, I can't remember what, at the building of some buildings. They cut people's hands off so that they could never, repeat those sculptures it. could never, yeah, repeat that beauty. Why I can't like it was. a case for like working on this project depressed these guys so much that they literally stopped at like doing animation at yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, again, so I think it's, it's not they cut their hands off at the end, they cut their hands off at the beginning. And they just smashed their wrists into the keyboard you, and thought things you think that's why it work. looks like it does? Because they only made it using nubs. I, I think I think there is an aspect of... Of nubbage. Well, it's, it's not just that, though. It can't be a technical thing, <laughs> because no, no, it's no. definitely an artistic style. Well, um, the, the, if you're not really good at CGI animation, if you try to do a low-budget CGI animation, it's going to look bad. No, but like, it's not. that's a... not the problem. The problem is the fact that <laughs> their faces are pear-shaped. And yeah, the... that is an artistic style. I think what review does say, at least they went for a style. Obviously, it's horrible. But yeah, it is. I mean, it is gross. It is horrible. It's like it's um, like the Cats film. It's the the CGI and the Cats. Well, no, actually, it's not like that because the CGI and the Cats film is incredible. It's just that the artistic vision is awful. This is both yeah. are awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I honestly think comparing Sir Billy to Cats is actually unfair to Cats. <laughs> Uh, which I know. I mean, it's might... definitely unfair to cats. Uh, I... Yeah, and that's incredible because nothing is unfair to cats, but this is. I've realised why I picked four as the one that I didn't that I, I didn't think was real. It's not because I didn't think it was real. It's because I <laughs> didn't want, want it, to, it be to be real. I hope that <laughs> my my perception of reality, the 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 fact that it uh... was a, you know, there was a state of being and non-being for Sir Billy, Guardians of the Highlands, and. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that by perceiving it, it was a non-being that it landed on. Oh. By the by, just the title alone, you'd think it'd be like some Scottish caricature of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> it is. It's weird because there's like the promotional material seems endless. There's like fifteen different covers. Is it a series? No, no, no. It probably intended it to be a series. Because there's, but, uh, there's the one with the, like, so bad they just decided to spy it. film title writing, and there's the one with the rainbow behind it. There's... No, I think it's all the same. It's all the same. Oh, my God. Every, it's all the same. It was disputed under different... It's insane. Um, yeah, so this is... I mean, this is... Guy in the Highlands is, I think, objectively, probably the worst that I could get. Probably Zardoz is the best of them, and the Highlander 2... Is probably the mid in the middle of them. Um, yeah. But later, like, and then my movie is probably the best if it was real. I kept some real lore for this. Anyway, I wrote most of this at one a.m. on Saturday morning, so I'm surprised it's even coherent. But I think you know, so that's if we were to keep store, which we won't. Uh, that's one to Fraser and known to Finn, and I guess one to me because I hoodwinked them, hoodwinked Finn. Maybe I know how this is happening. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, have a good week. Um, I don't know when the next episode will be. It will be here eventually. But yes, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.